This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. The Republican-led recall election of California Governor Gavin Newsom takes place September 14th. And despite the state being solidly Democratic, Mr. Newsom's poll numbers don't look so good. He has about a 50-50 chance of being replaced by a Republican who will likely get far fewer votes than he received when he first ran for election. Republicans have found that California's bizarre rules for recalling governors gives their party the best shot at installing those in power in off-election years. At stake is not only California's political direction, but possibly the fate of the U.S. Senate. A new Republican governor would have the power to appoint a replacement for Senator Dianne Feinstein, who is currently the nation's oldest senator. My guest is Marjorie Cohn, Professor Emerita at the Thomas Jefferson School of Law. She's also a contributor to Truthout, and her latest piece there is called If California Governor is Replaced with Republicans, Senate Could Swing to GOP. Welcome to the program, Marjorie. Thanks for having me, Sonali. So at the risk of um, boring our non-California listeners, um, I think it's worth getting into the details of how this recall works. Uh, I got my ballot and there's a question at the very top uh, asking whether one, you know, you want whether you want to recall Governor Gavin Newsom or uh, whether you don't want to recall him. And so most people who support him or feel like they don't want a Republican might vote no on the recall. But then there's like 40 something alternatives and if there are enough yes recall votes, there could be Governor Gavin Newsom out of office and a potential Republican, because most of them are Republican alternates, who would be elected with just tens of a percent of the vote. I mean, this this is bizarre. It is bizarre, Sonali, because the ballot only gives you two choices. One, do you want to recall Gavin Newsom, yes or no? And then the second part of the ballot lists these 46 candidates, as you said, most of whom are Republican. Now, Gavin Newsom could lose the first question by getting 49% of the vote because he needs a majority to stay in office. But then one of the candidates in the second section, which does not include Gavin Newsom, could win the governorship with 10, 20, 30% of the vote. In other words, the person who replaces Newsom could win with fewer votes than Newsom got. And uh, the California Constitution does not allow the governor or any official in that particular section to be listed as a candidate once that person is voted is voted out, is recalled. So it's really unfair, it's unconstitutional, and uh, it looks like there is quite a good chance that California might get a Republican governor because the person who is leading the pack um, just barely under the number of votes that Gavin Newsom is polling uh, within the margin of error is Larry Elder who is a Trumpster and a Republican talk show host. And he denies the existence of systemic racism. He doesn't take climate change seriously. Um, He describes black people falsely as crime prone. He is against vaccine. He is African-American, I should add. (laughs) Pardon me? He's African-American, Larry Elder. But he denies systemic racism. Um, He opposes sanctuary laws and he opposes um, uh, 
citizenship for dreamers. He said that Roe v. Wade is one of the worst decisions that the Supreme Court ever handed down. Um, he wants to end the war on, quote, oil and gas. Re and uh, and reduce regulation of fracking and uh, and uh, de-emphasize solar and wind power. So the stakes are very high um, for California and indeed for voters across the country. Because as you said, if Elder, for example, if if Newsom is recalled and Elder takes his place, and if Diane Feinstein cannot serve for some reason for 14 months after the certification of the recall election, she evidently has dementia problems, she is in ill health. If for some reason she dies or cannot serve, then the Republican governor could appoint her replacement, which would mean that there would be more Republicans than uh, people voting as Democrats in the Senate. It would it would tip the balance of power in the Senate um, in favor of the Republicans, which would have vast ramifications for people in this country and indeed around the world. If you look at the voter guide in California, the proponents to the recall election give their statement of reasons and they kind of lay it out there for everyone to see. I don't know how many California voters are actually gonna read this, but if they were interested in finding out why the recall, the, the supporters of the recall uh, want to recall Gavin Newsom, this is what they say. He, he's implemented laws which are detrimental to the citizens of the state and our way of life. Laws he endorsed favor foreign nationals in our country illegally over that of our own citizens. People in the state suffer the highest taxes in this nation, the highest homelessness rate, and the lowest quality of life. As a result, he has imposed sanctuary state status and fails to enforce immigration laws. He unilaterally overruled the will of the people regarding the death penalty. He seeks to impose additional burdens on our state by the following, removing the protections of Proposition 13, rationing our water use, increasing taxes, and restricting parental rights. Having no other recourse, we the people have come together to take this action, remedy these misdeeds, and prevent further injustices. Marjorie, there are of course some kernels of truth in the fact that you know California has the highest homelessness rate and, and our Democrats in power have really done nothing about it. Uh, there are other issues such as not acting on Medicare for all that Republicans um, don't care about. But other than that, all of these things that I listed, this sounds like a Trumpy wish list, right? Illegals in the state, sanctuary cities, et cetera, quote unquote. Yes, and this recall election is pushed by um, strong money interests, real estate interests. Um, San Francisco Chronicle apparently is behind it. Um, and the Gavin Newsom's ballot statement, I think, is also important to keep in mind. Um, he says that California has fought systemic racism um, and we have the nation's strongest police use of force standard that he has signed into law. Uh, we've outlawed private for-profit prisons and immigration detention centers, uh, banned all chokeholds in California, passed the nation's first bill requiring independent investigations by the attorney general of all police shootings of unarmed individuals, and passed legislation to reform California's juvenile justice system, break the school-to-prison pipeline, and phase out state-operated youth prisons. And Gavin Newsom was the first governor to issue a mask mandate, which was supported by a majority of Californians. Now, he did 
kind of shoot himself in the foot because in November he attended a dinner at the upscale um, French laundry restaurant. I think it's in Oakland, California, and uh, there was not a mask mandate or social distancing. And so the Republicans have seized upon that saying, oh, he's hypocritical. But on balance, if you look at the policies, albeit not perfect, but if you look at the policies um, that were enacted during Newsom's term, um, they protect the civil rights and human rights of people in California. And, uh, and if Elder wins or another Republican, then the, the uh, consequences for uh, climate change, doing anything about climate change, um, for civil rights, for human rights, for immigrants, for black people who are the victims of systemic racist police violence, um, are really vast. And the problem is the reason that uh, Newsom is running neck and neck, in other words, what he's, he's barely winning um, this, this uh, recall vote in the polls and may well lose the recall vote, is because the people in the Democratic Party of California did not take this recall election seriously the way Republicans did. And so it's very likely that Republicans will vote in much greater numbers than Democrats. And there's already been a challenge to the constitutionality of California's recall system in federal court. And uh, hopefully there will be a challenge mounted in state court because that would be easier um, for the uh, opponents of the recall to win for various reasons. But um, it, it is much easier to stop a recall in its tracks than it is to overturn the results of the election once it has happened. And the problem here, the real guts of the constitutional problem, Sonali, and the unfairness is that Gavin Newsom could get more votes than the person who replaces him, which would violate the principle, the very basic principle in the, in the federal constitution of one person, one vote. It would violate equal protection and it would violate due process. Right. He could get 49% of the voters voting um, no on the recall and then the yes votes being split among the 46 alternates. Uh, it's just a person who wins, I believe, a plurality of votes, um, of the rest of the votes that ends up, you know, could be anything. It could be 9, 10, 11% that, that would end up being named the replacement. I mean, it seems as though it, Republicans um, feel that uh, recall elections are the uh, against Democratic governors are the only way they can win in California governors' races, which I suppose is a reflection of how uh, the Republican Party is resorting to you know minority rule at the at the federal level and in other states. All the gerrymandering they engage in, the voter suppression, cheating is apparently the only way at cheating at democracy is apparently the only way the Republicans feel like they they can win rather than trying to have a, an agenda that the majority of the people support. Absolutely, Sonali, you're correct. And this is nowhere clearer than uh, at the federal level in the Senate, in the US Senate, where the, a small minority of Republicans have actually, um, actually prevented uh, much progress in uh, voter protection laws, in financial um, in, and economic um, measures and the list goes on and on and on. They basically uh, and and uh, the the uh, Supreme Court as well 
We saw that during the Trump administration. And of course, the people behind and the forces behind this recall election are uh, Trump supporters. They're Republicans. And they are, as you said, trying to change the balance of power, not just in California, but in the country through this unconstitutional and unfair recall election. And I think it's really time for Democrats to wake up and see what's happening. The rug is being pulled out from under them in California. And it hopefully is not too little too late because there has been a big push recently to defeat the recall of Gavin Newsom um, with a lot of media and advertisements. And uh, I get texts almost every day. I do on, too. Well, yep. You probably do too. Yeah. And, and, and you're right that, that Democrats didn't take this seriously. I didn't take it very seriously, you know, at the beginning of this year when it was a, when um, there was a lot of mutterings about it, uh, because it really does seem like in California, where there's a soup, not just a majority, but a super majority of Democrats in power holding state office that that this such a thing could come to pass. There's also one issue that uh, I know the um, media outlet Cal Matters pointed out, which is that the California Democrats who set the timeline of this election did not leave enough time for Gavin Newsom to sign very many bills into law before the recall election or, or, you know, till a new governor is um, sworn in if he loses the election. Um, and so he may have time just given that the legislative agenda doesn't resume, uh, until later this month, he may have time, may have something like only, you know, a handful of bills that are coming to his, um, desk to sign into law, either as a way to show them, uh, Californians that he's doing the right thing as a democratic governor, or even in general, just to get sort of liberal slash progressive pieces of legislation to pass. Um, so, so that leads me to ask you, shouldn't those voting no on the recall, if they want Newsom or a Democrat to stay in power, shouldn't they be picking a Democratic alternative instead of leaving that spot blank? You know, that's really a strategic decision that each voter has. Um, some people are going to vote for Kevin Pafraff, who is running neck and neck with Elder, although Republicans are going to come out to vote in greater numbers so that uh, Pafraff may not win. Um, but Pafraff is a Democrat. He, he has some positions that look good, marriage equality, higher pay for teachers, higher promotion for teachers, um, solar and wind farm promotion. But he wants to make all of the COVID safety measures optional. He wants to get rid of income tax for anyone making less than $250,000, which would really interfere with social programs in California. He wants to get all unhoused Californians off the street, wants to use the National Guard for that and give trained gun uh, owners more rights. He, he's, um, a, he's a real estate guy, right? He is. He is. Absolutely. And, you know, only 24 percent of California voters are Republicans and the hmm. legislature has a majority of Democrats. So let's say that Elder gets in and tries to and, and vetoes measures that the democratically controlled legislature passes. Um, it may be that the democratic controlled legislature could uh, overrule his veto, but that's not something to to bank on and keep in mind that talking about taxes, this recall election is costing California taxpayers $276 million um, and uh, it, for nothing, basically. It's, it's uh, well, uh, it, in my opinion, 
Um, I think it's a waste of taxpayer money and it's very, very threatening to the civil rights, civil liberties, human rights of people in California and people indeed across the country. $276 million. So the moneyed interests that got the recall election on the ballot, of course, don't end up footing the bill of actually carrying out the election. Um, they simply gather enough signatures, which if you have enough money to do, you can basically get enough signatures to get things on the ballot. Um, it's, it's quite remarkable that so much of our tax money is going toward this um, recall election. Another point that I want to bring up is is this the 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 Democratic front runner um, after Newsom, uh, Kevin Paffrath, P-A-F-F-R-A-T-H, who is this real estate guy, hosts a YouTube channel with one and a half million subscribers. Um, and then his Republican counterpart, Larry Elder, is a conservative talk radio host. I mean, this is seems like the sort of celebrity media figure politics in the vein of, say, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Ronald Reagan. I feel like voters, you know, apparently haven't learned our lesson that we can't keep doing this, resorting to these celebrities. And of course, Trump. Trump is the ultimate celebrity uh, candidate. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing that's important to keep in mind, Sonali, is that the pandemic actually helped the Republicans get this recall measure on the ballot because the the deadline for collecting signatures was extended due to the pandemic. Um, so that actually worked to their favor. But yes, uh, unfortunately, people like celebrities, they like a lot of people do. Um, they don't look so much at the issues as they uh, look at the proverbial, who do, who do I want to have a beer with? And uh, we end up getting these, uh, these public figures. I remember, I'm old enough to remember when Ronald Reagan was elected governor of California. You know, he was a B-rated actor, and I was shocked. I was even more shocked when he won the presidential election, um, you know, in terms of his experience, in terms of his knowledge, uh, in terms of, of everything, he really was not qualified. And yet, and of course, Trump, as you said, is the poster boy for the election of, uh, of celebrities. And name recognition uh, is really, really key. And Larry Elder, as you said, he's a talk show, radio talk show host. He has a huge number of followers, um, Trumpsters. By the way, another thing that Elder did was to mentor um, the nativist anti-immigrant um, Stephen Miller, who was Trump's uh, immigration point person, and Elder, Elder was the one who actually mentored Stephen Miller. So if we get Elder in California, we're going to have someone who is a solid Trumpster and uh, the ramifications for the future of Californians, and as I said, people around the country um, are, are very, very dangerous and, and unknowable at this point, almost unknowable. The election against September 14th, all Californians have been mailed ballots that they can turn in via mail or drop off at locations um, or go in person to vote on the 14th. And I believe there are some early voting uh, places as well. Republicans are relying on low voter turnout among Democrats. So uh, voters should keep that in mind. Marjorie, we will link to your article in Truthout from our website. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Thank you, Sonali. Thanks for having me.
My guest has been Marjorie Cohn, Professor Emerita at the Thomas Jefferson School of Law and a contributor to Truth Out. Her latest piece there is entitled, If California Governor is Replaced with Republican, Senate Could Swing to the GOP. We're online at risingupwithsonali.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter and watch all of our video interviews, find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU with Sonali.